Is leadership a set of skills, the ability to summon and command power? Or does it have an essentially moral dimension also? Can a bad man be a good leader? Or does his badness compromise his leadership? That's the question raised by the key figure in this week's parsha, the pagan prophet Bilam. First, by way of introduction, we have independent evidence that Bilam actually existed. An archaeological discovery in 1967 at Deir Allah at the junction of the Jordan and Yabok rivers uncovered an inscription on the wall of a pagan temple dated to the 8th century BCE, which makes reference to a seer named Bilam ben Baor. In terms remarkably similar to those of our Parsha, Bilam was a well-known figure in the region. His skills were clearly impressive. He was a religious virtuoso, a sought-after shaman, magus, spellbinder, and miracle worker. Balak says, on the basis of experience or reputation, I know that whoever you bless is blessed, and whoever you curse is cursed. The rabbinic literature does not call this into question. On the contrary, on the phrase, no prophet has risen in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face, the sages went so far as to say, in Israel there was no other prophet as great as Moses, but among the nations there was. Who was he? Bilam. Another Midrashic source says, There was nothing in the world that the Holy One, blessed be he, did not reveal to Bilam, who surpassed even Moses in the wisdom of sorcery. At a technical level, Bilam had all the skills. Yet the ultimate verdict on Bilam is negative. In chapter 25, we read of the ironic sequel to the episodes of the curses that turned into blessings. The Israelites, having been saved by God from the would-be curses of Moab and Midian, suffered a self-inflicted tragedy by allowing themselves to be enticed by the women of the land. God's anger burns against them. Several chapters later emerges. it emerges that it was Bilam who devised this strategy. It says they were the ones who followed Bilam's advice and were the means of turning the Israelites away from the Lord in what happened at Pa'ah so that a plague struck the Lord's people. Having failed to curse the Israelites, Bilam eventually succeeded in doing them great harm. So the picture that emerges from the Jewish sources is of a man with great gifts, a genuine prophet, a man whom the sages compared with Moses himself, and yet at the same time a figure of flawed character that eventually led to his downfall and to his reputation as an evildoer, and as one of those mentioned by the Mishnah as having no share in the world to come. What was his flaw? There are many speculations, but one suggestion given in the Talmud infers the answer from his name. What is the meaning of Bilam? Answers the Talmud, it means a man below Am, a man without a people. This is a fine insight. Bilam was a man without loyalties. Balak sent for him, saying, Now come and put a curse on this people, because they're too powerful for me, for I know that those you bless are blessed, and those you curse are cursed. Bilam was a prophet for hire. He had supernatural powers. He could bless someone, and that person would succeed. He would curse somebody, and that person would be blighted by misfortune. But there's no hint in any of the reports, biblical or otherwise, that Bilam was a prophet in the moral sense, that he was concerned with justice, desert, 
the rights and wrongs of those whose lives he affected. Like a contract killer of a later age, Bilam was a loner. His services could be bought. He had skills and used them to devastating effect, but he had no commitments, no loyalties, no rootedness in humanity. He was the man below Am, without a people. Moses was the opposite. God himself said of him, He is supremely loyal in all my house. However disappointed Moses may have been with the Israelites, he never ceased to argue their cause before God. When his initial intervention on their behalf with Pharaoh worsened their condition, he said to God, O Lord, why do you mistreat your people? Why did you send me? When the Israelites made the golden calf and God threatened to destroy the people and begin again with Moses, he said, Now, if you would, please forgive their sin, and if not, blot me out from the book you have written. When the people, demoralized by the report of the spies, wanted to return to Egypt and God's anger burned against them again, he said, With your great love, forgive the sin of this nation, just as you have forgiven them from the time they left Egypt until now. When God threatened punishment during the Karach rebellion, Moses prayed, Will you be angry with the entire assembly when only one man has sinned? Even when his own sister Miriam spoke badly about him and was punished by leprosy, Moses prayed to God on her behalf, Please God, heal her now. Moses never ceased to pray for his people. However much they had sinned, however audacious the prayer, however much he was putting his own relationship with God at risk, knowing their faults, he remained utterly loyal to them. The Hebrew word emunah is usually translated as faith, and that's what it came to mean in the Middle Ages. But in biblical Hebrew, it's better translated as faithfulness, reliability, loyalty. It means not walking away from the other party when times are rough. It's a key covenantal virtue. There are people with great gifts, intellectual and sometimes even spiritual, who nonetheless fail to achieve, fail to achieve what they might have done. They lack the basic moral qualities of integrity, honesty, humility, and above all, loyalty. What they do, they do brilliantly but often they do the wrong things. Conscious of their unusual endowments, they tend to look down on others. They give way to pride, arrogance, and a belief that they can somehow get away with great crimes. Bilam is the classic example, and the fact that he planned to entice the Israelites into sin, even after he knew that God was on their side, is a measure of how the greatest can sometimes fall to become the lowest of the low. Those who are loyal to other people find that other people are loyal to them. Those who are disloyal are eventually distrusted and lose whatever authority they might once have had. Leadership without loyalty is not leadership. Skills alone cannot substitute for the moral qualities that make people follow those who demonstrate them. We follow those we trust because they have acted so as to earn our trust. That is what made Moses the great leader Bilam might have been, but never was. Always be loyal to the people you lead.